didn't see it land. I didn't even know it hit the cafe there. Holy smokes, he did it! Off the Hit It Here Cafe! Welcome to the first episode of the Hit It Here podcast. I'm Colton from Mariner Mojo. And I'm Joe from Mirror Mojo. And today is Wednesday, March 29th, the day before opening day. And today we have the skills challenge going on at T-Mobile Park. Now, if you're going to the skills challenge, hey, I'm going to be there. Stop by and say hello if you see me. Let me know if you're going to be there. I can say hi to you, maybe take a few pictures. But the most important thing is that tomorrow is finally opening day of the 2023 season. Joe, take it away. Well... On the bump for the Mariners on opening day is obviously Luis Castillo, which we all saw coming. We all knew that was going to happen. Scott Service and, you know, the Mariners announced it, and it's very exciting for him. I think, you know, coming into the season, he's got a lot of lofty expectations. He led the Mariners throughout the postseason and the, you know, starts that he made. He was really, really good. So we're looking to Luis Castillo to be the anchor, the ace for the pitching staff this season. And I think it's going to be really interesting. He's going to be facing off against Shane Bieber of the Cleveland Guardians. And Bieber in his last tune-up start, which I believe was against the Rockies, I think. He, if I remember correctly, struck out like nine or something crazy like that. Yeah, Shane Bieber is someone who the Mariners have seen a decent amount. And Shane Bieber, we all know how good he is. And the Cleveland Guardians are by no means a bad team. I know they play in the AL Central, but... They made it to the playoffs for a reason. And it's not just because that entire division is trash. It's partly because of that, but also because they have a really, really good pitching staff. Joe, how do you think the Mariners hitters are going to fare against this pitching staff? If I'm being honest with you, they touched them up pretty well in the regular season when we faced them. And that was last year. Obviously, it's a completely different year now. But I've got a lot of faith in the Mariners lineup to be able to put some damage down on the Guardians pitching staff. Maybe get them out a bit early and get to that bullpen. We don't know how James Karinchek's going to be doing with the pitch clock. Thank goodness that's here because now we can't, like, play around as much anymore. But I don't know. I've got a lot of faith in the Mariners lineup to be able to get the starters out of there relatively early. We're looking at this newly tuned Mariners lineup to doing some damage. Colton, what do you think the lineup's going to be looking like on opening day? I really do think that Julio Rodriguez is still going to be the leadoff hitter. I'm interested to see with what they did in the final game of spring training with their lineup was had Colton Wong bat right behind Julio and ahead of Ty France. I'm not sure if they're going to do that with the opening day lineup. I don't know if I love that. I think Colton Wong, I mean, he's someone who could hit probably anywhere between one, two, and then seven, eight, nine. He could hit any of those positions. And then with Ty France batting three, I think it's the right way to do it. Then going with someone like Teoscar Hernandez at four. Mm-hmm. I saw that they had Gino at six in the last game of spring training. I think yeah. that maybe that's an option. Mm-hmm. I think that might be a little too low for Gino. Batting Cal Raleigh four, I like it. They did that in the playoffs last year. But I don't know. Gino at six just seems a little low to me. I don't necessarily know where they put Colton Wong in this lineup. What do you think? I I think two is the right spot. If he can start leading off, great. So get, you know, in front of Julio, essentially. But I think you're, you hit the nail on the head. Second is the spot for him if he's going to be in the top part of the lineup. If he's lower, like you said, seven, eight, nine, because you can't have him taking away more at bats and not getting on base for guys like Teo, Cal, and Gino. I think that order of Ty, Teo, Cal, Gino is good because you get that switch hitter in there. You get to break it up. Obviously, it's against right handed pitching. So Cal's going to be batting left-handed 
And if it's a lefty on the mound, whether or not Cal sees a day off, maybe he's DHing maybe further down the lineup since his left-handed side is his stronger side. I'm not really sure like where they're looking at with lineups in terms of lefty-righty matchups there. But yeah, Colton Wong batting two, I think does make a lot of sense for the Mariners lineup. Could be looking to set the table for Ty France and Teoscar to get some early on RBIs with Julio probably getting on or maybe not and just hitting a leadoff home run, which he does so well. I don't know. I trust, you know, Scott to roll out the right lineup, whether or not we see JP Crawford there on opening days, kind of tough because like you mentioned the opening or like you mentioned, the last spring training lineup had Mason McCoy at shortstop batting ninth. Yeah. And I think that if we're talking about injuries for the Mariners, I mean, up the middle, they have some interesting ones. Whether or not JP can go, obviously he had what they're calling like a bone bruise on his yeah. foot after fouling a ball off. I think it was in batting practice when he fouled it off his foot. Mm -hmm. And I don't think he should have any problems, but at the same time, he already had that shoulder injury earlier on in spring. Now he has this problem with his foot. Mm -hmm. I just don't know how healthy JP Crawford is. And last year he started off really, really strong. Yes. But if, if he's not healthy to start the year, who knows what we're going to get out of J.P. Crawford. Batting him in the ninth spot, I mean, that's just where he's going to hit. That's If he's even healthy. If he's mm -hmm. not healthy and we have to see Mason McCoy start on opening day, that is not a good look for the Mariners. Of course, Dylan Moore also being out yes. is a big hit. Not having a right-handed platoon necessarily. You could put Sam Haggerty as a platoon for Colton Wong at second <laughs> base. I don't love it. Yeah, I don't love it. I know the YouTube comments do. Oh, oh, whoa, whoa, YouTube, YouTube comments. Damn whoa, swaggerty, baby. Whoa, I, I hear you guys. He's got a I menu item now, bro. Does he? Yeah, the calzone and there's a ham swaggerty sandwich. I'm pretty sure. Wait, the calzone is actually happening. Yeah, did you not see the announcements? I did for all not the food? see the announcements. No. Oh gosh. I'm not fat. I'm skinny. I'm fat, and I looked at all the food announcements. <laughs> Can I tell you a story really quick? Yeah, go ahead. So last year, towards the end of the season, they had the calzone. Yeah. And I just really wanted to try it. And it was at a game in probably in September at mm -hmm. some point. And it was at Ballard Pizza. And I'm like, I'm going to go get myself a calzone. You got it. I didn't. Oh, I didn't get the calzone because it was at the I thought it was th something that they were just going to have from then then on. I went to Ballard Pizza. I'm like, hey, like two games later. Hey, can I get a calzone? They're like, nope, don't have it. It's like, what do you mean? It was only for that one. It was only for that one game. And they're like, yeah. Only for that one game, I was like, "That's silly." Okay, okay. Maybe it's just like a so, test item. Yeah, it's definitely it's back. Like that's that's what the whole said, yeah. the whole year. I'm pretty sure is is a game where JP was talking about aliens, and ah. they had the promotional vice president, I think, mm -hmm. there on the broadcast talking about like what they're bringing, and the calzone was something that they really like. They needed to be like, "This is happening." So, especially after the walk off, of course, yeah. It's necessary. Do you think that JP got abducted by the aliens? You know, that is, it's quite possible. You know, they, they heard him run in his mouth. You know, they tapped into the telecoms there and just said, hey, we need to get this guy out before he keeps exposing mm -hmm. our secrets. I agree with that. It's, you know, it's, it's one of those risks that JP's willing to run as like an alien truther. And if he gets injured during the process, hey man, at least he gets to speak his truth. That's a very good point. I never thought about it like that. Yeah. Hmm. So speaking of people getting abducted and injured for that matter, obviously we talked a little bit about the Mariners injuries, but around the league in baseball, there are quite a few significant injuries that can affect the way that our standings are going to turn out for Major League Baseball as a whole, whether that be for the Mariners themselves or around the league. Joe, what injuries are you concerned about? And it maybe changed the way our outlook on the rest of the MLB goes. As far as like concern, 
this first one, like, really affects the Mariners very heavily, and that's Jose Altuve being out for the first, was it like two months, roughly? Maybe at two, least like, yeah. two and a half months with a fractured, broken hand, thumb? Broken thumb. Sure. Really devastating injury for the Astros, truly. I mean, they are a team that had a lot more depth at the end of last year, and they lost a lot of people in free agency. Obviously, they brought in a big guy like Jose Abreu that brought back Michael Brantley, but looking at their depth up the middle, it's not as unnecessarily strong as it would be in other spots for this team. So, especially a guy like Altuve, who has been a perennial performer for them year in and year out, it's definitely going to hurt them early on. They'll be fine. They're the Astros, unfortunately, but that's definitely an injury to like, this could shake up things to start the year, to say the least. Another one is Reese Hoskins for the Phillies. Brutal injury, just non-contact, just ACL gone. I think they've got a potential replacement on like the way for them. I don't. It's not like no rumors or anything confirmed here, but Luke Voigt did not make the, I think it was the Brewers. It's mm-hmm. not, it didn't make the Brewers roster. And so I think that could be a good replacement for them short term. Interesting. I, You know, this just came to me just yeah. now. What if they put Bryce Harper at first base? What? What, what if they're like, you know, they don't want to have his UCL get all messed up. Maybe they put him at first base just for a little while to get him in the lineup. You know, know what I'm saying? I, mean, I don't know about I mean, they could try it. I mean, I'd probably rather put like try and get Castellanos over there first to get him out of the outfield. But Castellanos has played the outfield before. The only problem is how do you, I mean, if you're trying to, maybe you can bring Bryce back earlier. Maybe. If, you, if he doesn't have to throw. Potentially. You know, in the outfield. That's a thought. That definitely is a thought. So in the AL East, obviously, Edwin Diaz suffered his injury. He is out for the season. So the Phillies and the Mets both had pretty substantial injuries. Does that affect how you feel about the NL East at all? I'm glad you fixed it on NL East on the second one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You did really good there. Yeah. I mean, I think at this point, though, with like Edwin Diaz out, I mean, Brandon Nimmo was like a big scare as well, sliding into second, whether or not he was going to be healthy. I think definitely that kind of shakes up the standings. I think the Braves would now be the front runner there. As far as the Phillies go, I think I had them finishing. I think I had them finishing third. So I think that mm-hmm. stays the same. Reese Hoskins, yes, he's a great player. I don't know if it necessarily affects him as much as Edwin Diaz would affect them, like the Mets if they lost him. Obviously, they have for the full season. Obviously, that bullpen is now way less lethal. There's going to be a, a glaring hole at the back end of those games. I definitely would say I had the Mets as I think 102 and 60 or 101 and 61 or something like that. More so around like 95, 96 wins, I would say. So it's good. It's definitely going to be wild card one realistically, but I'd say the Braves have shot past them now. Interesting. So you think that Diaz wins them an extra four games? Potentially. Interesting. Okay. An extra four between four and six games. I wouldn't go as far to say a reliever is that valuable i mean relievers are so volatile i i think i still have the mets winning that division but i think it'll be a lot closer than i originally thought i originally had the mets at 103 and 59 i had the braves at 99 and 63 Mm -hmm. so maybe both of them duke it out just kind of like how they did in 2022 sure um and towards like the very end of the season. I think another big one has been the Yankees. I had the Yankees winning that division in the AL East mm-hmm. relatively easily, but with all their injuries, their pitching staff, I think I have to give it to the Blue Jays now. I had That's I fair. had the Blue Jays in second place in that division, but I think the Blue Jays at this point are probably taking that division with ease. 
pretty clear. Yeah, I mean they they've had Kikuchi come out great during spring training. I think they. <laughs> I know it's crazy, right? The words the most shocking words that have ever exited my mouth, and I've said some wild Been things. There. Yeah, and so him. I think Schneider announced that he had made the rotation. I think that was either yesterday or the day before. They've obviously obviously got guys like Gossman, Manoa. They signed Chris Bassett, so they've got a rotation that's definitely going to be a lot more serviceable than the Yankees who have a lot of injuries surrounding it, losing Rodon, losing Cortez, losing, what was it? Severino yesterday. Mm -hmm. And so Clark Schmidt is now slated to start game two after Garrett Cole. That's not what they had in mind coming out of last season and throughout the rest of this off season. Most definitely. I understand why you would switch the blue Jays and the Yankees there. I probably would do it myself as well, but it's going to be like by a game or two. It's not going to be some big dramatic change. I would say, but yeah, I kind of agree with you. Blue Jays definitely, in the front like in the lead for the AL East now and I think with the season starting tomorrow you guys can still get seats to opening day as well as other games for the Seattle Mariners over on SeatGeek if you use Mariner Mojo you'll get $20 off on those tickets so make sure you do that over at SeatGeek.com and thank you SeatGeek for supporting us in this video now that our updated predictions are out of the way for the MLB season, we did see this comment come through on a video earlier in the week, and we wanted to use this as our cafe question of the day for our first ever Hit It Here podcast. Now on this one, going into the next week episode, because these are going to go up every single Wednesday, we want you to comment a question down below you guys want us to answer in the following episode. If we pick you, congratulations, you made it on the Hit It Here podcast. Now going back to the four game set against the Guardians, we touched on game one. Colton, what is it looking like for the rest of the series as far as pitching matchups go? Well, as of right now it has been announced that the second game of the season is going to be Tristan McKenzie versus Robbie Ray with that being said in his final game of spring training Tristan McKenzie did leave after the first inning with right arm tightness they did say this was all precautionary by the time you guys are seeing this you might know hey he is starting or he's not but yeah Tristan McKenzie is who is allegedly going to be starting the second game of the season honestly McKenzie's pretty good what are your thoughts on Tristan McKenzie allegedly uh McKenzie yeah McKenzie's great he's he's very dominant when he is on his game it's one of those ones where he can be kind of streaky but when he's when he gets going it's hard to stop him i i like mckenzie's game quite a bit there that's a great one-two punch that the guardians have between bieber and mckenzie i will say castillo and ray ray's looked fantastic during spring training just absolutely filthy looking like he's gonna strike out 300 batters this year i'm kidding yeah I'm he kidding. wins his young this year yeah. again just you know he just needs to take an off year to get himself back in back into shape but yeah i think mckenzie is great they've got a pretty deep rotation over there as well game three is slated to be aaron savali versus logan gilbert how do you feel about gilbert heading out of spring training in his final start today that we're recording this but i'm pretty excited about logan i think he really can take the next step this year what that next step could be i'm not sure overall mm -hmm. For the Mariners and their rotation over the next few years, I think Gilbert probably just because of how good the rotation is slots in is their four. But I think that once George Kirby kind of, you know, pops a little bit more, gets a little bit more time under his belt, he'll go a little bit further up in the rotation, maybe a two or a three. But Gilbert against the Guardians, I don't have his numbers in front of me against the Guardians. I'm just going to assume that they were good because it is Logan Gilbert. I'm excited to see that splitter a little bit more that he has been working on. I think it could play really well. I'm excited to see him strike out Jose Ramirez. I really like Jose Ramirez. I just want to see Logan Gilbert strike him out. Why is that? <laughs> seems there seems there's a little bit of malicious intent involved there. I I think uh, Jose Ramirez is really really good, and I'm really upset that he hasn't won an MVP. And if Logan Gilbert can just you know set him down 0 for three with three Ks. I'll feel pretty good about Logan Gilbert's season. Okay, okay. You mentioned George Kirby shooting up that rotation list. 
Not this year. Game four against the Guardians, it is Marco Gonzalez slated against Cal Quantrill. Now, you mentioned George Kirby. It's one of those ones where it is still likely an innings limit kind of a vibe there where you don't want him pitching 32 starts. He's going to go maybe six innings max for the most part. Maybe see him going to the seventh if his pitch count is low. How do you feel about Marco getting the game four nod instead of George Kirby there? Well, I don't love it. <laughs> I'm shocked. <laughs> um, who knows if Mark, I mean, again, at some point at the, around the beginning of the season, probably the first month, Marco is going to go on to paternity leave. So not a hundred percent sure. Like it's no guarantee that he makes to start. Of course, maybe Monica goes into labor early. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, you on a first name basis there, huh? <laughs> Monica. Hey man, I've met Monica. Yes. I've met him. There you go. Monica's cool. But I think she, I mean, obviously no guarantee Marco makes that start. Of course, Chris Flexen could slot in right there if he's still around. Yeah. And overall, I don't love Marco against the Guardians. But then again, I don't really love Marco against any team. Except for maybe the Athletics. After the first inning. After the first inning. Yeah. So, but the first three games of the series should be pretty fun. And I'll be at all three. Now, I've got Logan Gilbert's stats against the Guardians pulled up. This is his career stats, by the way. So, he's made three starts. He's one and one. He has a 3-7-1 ERA. So, not bad. Could be better. Definitely could be better. Maybe one of those, you know, starts inflated him from his rookie season where he wasn't as good in his sophomore year. But over 17 innings, he's given up 17 hits, 7 earned. He's given up two home runs, walked one batter, and struck out 13. I think you could see a nice six, seven innings out of Gilbert against the Guardians there. Striking out a couple batters, maybe showcasing off his new splitter. Maybe getting some swing and misses there down low in the zone. So I've got a lot of faith in the Mariners rotation against the Guardians early on this year. Hey. Hey, Joe. Yeah. See this jacket? What is that? Wait, this is this is a jacket from Simply Seattle, who we are partners with. Make sure to go on to Simply Seattle and use code MOJO10 at checkout for 10% off your order and help support us and them. But overall, Joe, for the first series of 2023, how do you feel about the Mariners? What's their record going to be after this first series with the Guardians? I'm feeling a, a light 3-1, and one, but maybe a more moderate 2-2. Two and two. You know, you might see... The Mariners hitters struggle a little bit out the gate against Bieber. Maybe he comes in, shuts him down. Maybe McKenzie in that same way, especially if we've got some guys banged up, like we're not, you know, we're rolling out Mason McCoy at shortstop if JP's not available. So I could see a split or if everything goes right. I mean, if everything goes right. It's a 4-0 sweep, but two and two or three and one is kind of where I'm, I'm sitting. I'd have to agree with that. I think, you know, the Marco start is a toss up. I think the other three, the Mariners are pretty close to having the upper hand. I think the only spot in the road in this series in the rotation that the guardians have the upper hand is probably opening day with bieber versus castillo otherwise yeah. i think it's the mariners have the upper hand for the most part up until the marco start so who knows so no, two and two i think is is it's it's fair it's a conservative idea for this start of the season part of the season start of the season. i think i think three and one final answer three and one look at you so bold bold and brash. they're gonna win all three games that i went to just because you're there because i'm there and thank you guys for being here watching the first episode of the hit it here podcast make sure to tune in every wednesday at 12 for the continuation of this podcast appreciate you guys watching this one check out this video on the screen right now if you want to check out some more mariner mojo content what else bye and go mariners